0: Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We we know that you've uh, got a lot going on in your ministry and so we're honored that you would uh, tune in today to listen into today's conversation excited to have Brian DeNert with us from Faith Church uh, this is a fantastic church was founded in 1963 in South Holland Illinois uh, but then continued to grow and actually to the point today they, they moved back in in 2002 um, and then today I think you have eight campuses if I if I can count right <laughs> you've got eight locations six in Indiana one in Illinois and one in the DR which is incredibly great to go to when it's the third week of January uh, so uh, Brian welcome to the show Thanks for uh, having me on. Yeah. So you're the executive pastor there, which is, you're a part of the tribe. Love executive pastors. <laughs> Thanks. Now, why don't you tell yeah. us about your church? Give us a sense about faith. Tell us about the church and and about your role there.
2: Yeah. I mean, you gave a little bit of the of the story of Faith Church in terms of the growth and expansion, but one of the things that we really often tell in the Faith Church story is we're a U-turn church. Hmm. Um, Bob Bauer, our senior pastor is. Uh, speaks about that story a lot, that when he came a little over 25 years ago, the church was on the decline Mm -hmm. and saw if if we don't change things, we're Mm -hmm. not going to exist basically right where we exist now. Mm -hmm. And so and that time went to say, let's really reach, figure out what people are looking for in the community and really started to realize people are often disconnected from God and the Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. So where you hear us talk a lot about is connect and disconnected. Mm -hmm. Our mission is to reach the disconnected and so in that process started to engage people in terms of worship and moving more contemporary worship at that point because very traditional church before that Mm. Um, and then also having sermons that were were connecting with people's uh, life and that's been kind of the story and as the church has grown uh, that's been a a lot of what's been about Uh, and we're a church trying to really live into relationships Mm. Uh, we're having a strong push right now to um, seeking to to reach out one relationship at a time so it's not just coming it's Go, go out, and every relationship you have is a place to bring that gospel that you run dis- the disconnected people wherever you might go. <laughs> so there's some, some distinctives. I mean, we try to have a great kids' ministry, great worship experience, mm-hmm. great Bible teaching— and to, to really be a, a place where people can come and get connected from from all sorts of backgrounds. Hmm,
1: interesting. That's really cool. Uh, tell me a bit about more about the connection stuff. That's interesting on the kind of one-to-one, you know, give us a flesh that out a little bit more. What is that looking like? You know, how are you, what are you encouraging people to do to connect beyond the walls?
2: Yeah, and, and it's, it's a work in progress. Like anything in the church world, we've not yet got figured out. But realized at that point, a lot of people felt like our mission was to get people to come to the church. Right. Yes. Uh, when you to reach out. And that's part of it. We don't want to stop doing that. So we, when it's Easter, when it's Christmas, we do reach your neighbors, start praying for your neighbors. Even this past year saying, everyone write down the name of one person you're praying will come to Easter and invite them. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to, to push more people into what are things outside the walls that you can do? So even our our dire campus right now is trying to think through what's going on in the summertime. Mm-hmm. And instead of us having a new event here, what's the community doing? How can we be a part of those events? Mm-hmm. And how can you view every relationship? And just trying to use that language to, to push it to people's laps, say it's not just us, it's it's you wherever you might go. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're still working into that, but. Look at your neighborhoods, look at your places of work. Those relationships are places you can bring the gospel.
1: Hmm, very cool. Well, I know being executive pastor that uh, you are in and out of a lot of meetings. I'm sure that you spend a lot of time either, you know, in one on one or small group or even larger group, you know, meetings. I'd love to hear what that, you know, what you're learning on that front. What is the pattern and process that you, you guys are employing? How, how do your you know, rhythms fit into all that? I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah,
2: and that's definitely one of the things that they don't teach you in seminary <laughs> as true. I look back of how to think through running meetings, managing meetings. So that's been something I've been learning uh, here in the past year, especially as I, I moved into this executive pastor role about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a multi-site church with all these campuses only adds to the meetings mm-hmm. in the sense of uh, we have to have, we want to get people together. And if you have no meetings, then people feel out of the loop. If you have lots of meetings, people feel worn down, so you kind of have a pendulum swinging. Mm -hmm. Uh, But some of the things I've learned this past year is to to really make it clear every meeting what the purpose of that meeting has been. Mm -hmm. Um, So often, and maybe people have heard this before, but I did hear it in seminary, definitely. Um, Purpose of a meeting might be information. Just simply Mm -hmm. saying, the goal of this meeting is just to pass along information. Mm -hmm. So everyone knows this meeting is about information. So we're not gonna make decisions, we're not gonna collaborate, we're not getting feedback, Mm -hmm. we're just letting you know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Or a meeting might be collaboration of, hey, we have this idea, so we've been doing some adjustments technology-wise in mm-hmm. terms of what we use technology. Hey, we're thinking about this. Uh, we want to get feedback so we don't, we don't make mistakes. Before we make this change, who should we talk to? And It's mm-hmm. collaboration, but even in those meetings, the decision is being made by our technology director. It's his decision to make, but he's getting feedback, collaboration, and it's brainstorming or is this a meeting about making a decision mm-hmm. um, in terms of, hey, we are going to make this decision or that decision? Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to bring that template into every meeting that we have. Huh. Um, so we have an elder meeting. Okay, this section of the meeting is going to be about information. Mm-hmm. This section of the meeting is be about collaboration. These are the things we must make decisions on. Mm-hmm. And that way it's clear in that process. Or saying, hey, we're going to talk about this, but this is in the collaboration brainstorming phase. Mm-hmm. So I can make a vote. We're mm-hmm. just talking about this. We'll vote next time. We'll put it on the decision-making agenda. Hmm. Um, so that's been been helpful in like large group meetings. Um, but even in one-on-one meetings, what I've been doing is trying to, to go and say, okay, this meeting, our, we're trying to solve this issue. We're going to talk about this. That way, some, a couple times, oh, I thought we were going to talk about this. I thought we were going to talk about this. Right. Okay. That way we don't walk out saying that meeting was useless. Mm-hmm. And if you say we don't want to talk about this meeting, well then maybe we cancel that meeting. Right. So <laughs> uh, make sure it's on the same page. So those yeah. are some things we've been, been thinking about. And then even thinking more deeply after meetings of, do we have the right people in the room? Do right. we have lots of teams, okay? Do we have the right people? And maybe we readjust teams and and reassemble things. but. Um, And and lately we've been saying, does the senior pastor need to be in every one of these meetings? Does the the executive pastor, or if we have someone else that can then report, tell us what's going on, loop us in, send us the minutes, we don't have to be in every meeting. But I think that the push can be for a senior pastor or for an executive pastor to be at every single meeting, Mm -hmm. and that's exhausting. I was looking at my schedule, I had about 40 hours a month in just standing meetings.
1: Right that's a whole week of work yeah Yeah, it's too many um why don't you pull apart how how that how your kind of um meeting rhythms are going within your multi-sites so how are you keeping you flagged that earlier a lot of people who listening in are are leading multi-sites and they're all struggling with uh this you know who's calling the meetings who's um you know who's kind of setting the agenda who's driving decisions all of that can you help us kind of think through some of those issues from your perspective
2: yeah i mean so um Kind of some of the structures we have is, is once a week we have a campus pastors meeting for about an hour and a half, mm-hmm. an hour of that is discussion on issues, and we kind of have the uh, our multi-site director helps set the agenda. People give him the different ideas um, for that. So it's also a collaborative meeting in the mm-hmm. sense of if there's something you want to talk about, he's the one it, it funnels through. And that way there's a regular every week face-to-face campus pastors Mm-hmm. Are in in the loop, and then about the last half hour of that meeting was actually when we do sermon collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a model where where each campus pastor is preaching, that okay. someone has an outline and gets feedback, so we're able to to get feedback for each other. Uh, about every other week, we have what we call our central leadership team. Um, other places might call it global or call mm-hmm. it you know direction mm-hmm. or whatnot, um, but that's kind of the key ministry leaders of all the various ministries that get together for hour hour and a half. What are things we all need to weigh in on? Um, but trying to say, is this affect everyone or is this affect mm-hmm. one campus? Mm-hmm. Um, one of our campuses, our Dyer campus is the largest, is the mm-hmm. first, so sometimes people get confused. This issue, you know, that's really just about Dyer. Let's not talk mm-hmm. about not affecting everyone. Right. Um, but even lately we've been saying, is this, what's the, what's the purpose of that, that meeting? Is it to share information? Is it to collaborate? Is it mm-hmm. to, to, to fine tune things? Uh, each campus has um, like a leadership team that will meet every couple weeks or so mm-hmm. that focuses on contextualizing our mission for that campus. Okay. Protect yep. the vision, promote the vision, push it forward for that campus. Again, not for everyone, just for that campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just on an all staff level, we have um, twice, twice a month we have all staff get together, once for uh, a worship service in terms mm. of a staff chapel, we're going through our staff values, we can worship together and remind ourselves why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, we, we actually call it the staff infection, mm. um, as a way to you know, play on words there, but just to, to get our values mm-hmm. and keep people in the loop as a, as a staff, and that's once a month with all of our campuses coming together. Um, so that can be a large meeting, uh, just trying to promote relationships so we see each other, mm-hmm. so we're not, we're not disconnected, we can be connected. Uh, and those are our fun meetings that we have. Um, and there's you know, tons of other meetings. Our campus kids directors get together once a month. Our campus mm-hmm. worship leaders twice a month. Okay, I'm uh, just trying to, to have that level. Um, and then we have you know quarterly all the elders from the campuses get together. I mean there's mm-hmm. there's other meetings going on, but those mm-hmm. are the, the primary ones. So-
1: um back to the campus pastor piece for a second that's first of all that's super helpful that gives a really good insider um you know view on how that's all working together um so your campus pastors they're all doing teaching at, in, are they following what's happening at dyer like is it kind of is it kind of team teaching in that sense
2: yeah so the the way it works primarily is um you know we set a preaching calendar for the for the year mm-hmm. uh you know we're we're working six nine 12 months in advance. And then we assign different series to different campus pastors and staff say, hey, we want to do a four-week series on community. Mm -hmm. So we'll assign a campus pastor and worship leader. They go and kind of figure out what text, what the bottom line is, Mm -hmm. that they run it through kind of a central planning team that, um, you know, I'll I'll do some work making sure we we haven't preached those passages for a while, Uh, make sure they kind of fit well. Um, Our creative team gets involved to give it usually a more creative name than like Four weeks on community, Right. right, right. Um, so they get involved in that, and then we have the text pick, and then typically whoever's preaching in Dyer kind of drives the message, okay? Because right. the Dyer campus has a Saturday night service, so okay. it's coming quicker. On Wednesday, they bring that outline, say, "This is if I was preaching today, this is what I would do," oh, and then we get okay. feedback, pass it along, and um, we typically follow the, the same basic outline, but we all make it our own. Okay. Um, so you, if you go to different campuses, you'll hear the same passage. The same bottom line, mm-hmm. that it might be arrived at and also, you know, driven home a little differently mm-hmm. based on the personality of the preacher. Okay. Uh, and then about once every six weeks, we have a video message to all the campuses to keep us kind of aligned and on the same uh, page.
1: Okay. And would that typically be Bob? Would be doing that? It would typically be Bob, or if we have a guest speaker. Who we a couple of weeks
2: back we kicked off a new series. We had uh, a guest speaker, Ben Patterson, mm-hmm. who was the chaplain at Westmont College. Mm-hmm. He spoke, so he then that. Guest speaker went to all the campuses, so that way you can leverage all the campuses. Get this wonderful guest speaker. Yes, right. Um, not just the
1: one. Interesting. Cool. So then, is Bob a part of those weekly campus pastor meetings? T- typically, he he has
2: been. We're still yeah. adjusting what the schedules look like. Yes. He doesn't run those meetings. Someone right. else, uh, just a part multi-site of director, uh, runs it, and he's he's in the loop. Sometimes he might come just for a portion of it, right. depending on schedule. Right. Um, but he's usually in the room too.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, you know, you had said earlier that you were uh, you've been uh, in this role as an executive pastor for the last year. Love to hear about well, how that experience has been. What were you doing before that, and what what's what have you learned, uh, you know, in this first year in this new seat?
2: Yeah, I think uh, you know every executive pastor has a different journey into their seat. So mine, I want to say mine is unique, but I think all of them are unique. <laughs> uh, but I've been in ministry for for over ten years now. Started out doing youth ministry. Um, as many of us started out doing, did that for a few years, did mm-hmm. adult education ministry. Actually went back and did a Ph.D. in theology, so right. I have that Ph.D. background. Wow. But while I was doing my Ph.D., I did children's ministry, oh, ironically enough. So <laughs> Monday through Friday, I was with Dusty Books. Sunday, I was having kids reenact the Bible stories. It was just a <laughs> fun, fun experience. From that church, we started a second campus, and I was the kind of the launch pastor for that, that campus. Okay. It was really more of a church plant. Um, but it was a second campus and, uh, and then I was also doing some teaching on the collegiate level got got called over here to Faith Church to initially do leadership training and theology to use mm-hmm. my PhD um, to bring some of that, that knowledge to the to the church but as as kind of things progressed I started, I, off my downfall was I started asking too many questions on how things worked and, and structures <laughs> and like, organization um, so funny. then when the executive pastor left in last January um, I kind of started taking on more responsibilities uh, but then officially became executive pastor last May Okay. Uh, kind of doing both the organization but also ministry and I like to think my background I've done I've done a lot of different ministries mm. um, so I can I understand youth ministry I understand kids ministries I understand adult ministries mm-hmm. uh, I, I've been a campus pastor mm-hmm. in a different format but I can I can connect with those, and uh, and i like to say, my, my dad's a, a CPA, so he taught me to love spreadsheets. So uh, <laughs> nice. I've been able to do that as well. Um, Very cool. But it's just been learning a lot of, there's just a lot of things to manage, and um, I think the danger with an executive pastor I'm learning is sometimes the senior pastor, you, you get the executive pastor, so the senior pastor doesn't have everything going through him. And mm-hmm. right now, it seems like sometimes everything still goes through me instead of through him. Right. Uh, so we just <laughs> compounded the problem. Yes. Um, so just how do you delegate even right. more and empower people has been, uh, I've been learning that on the fly. Mm-hmm. First year, I, I learned a lot. I know what's going on, but how do I maybe stair-step some reporting structures Has been right. something I'm thinking about too.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Well, is there anything else you want to share before we move in on with the rest of the episode?
2: Um, I mean, I just... Well, executive pastors can sometimes be unsung heroes. I've I've really enjoyed the the work. I get to to be behind the scenes, but also get to to use the gifts. And um, I think the beauty when I've been looking more executive pastors, you find what's the gift mix, and then you adjust senior pastor, executive pastor together it's been, been great to do that so far.
0: This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Well, we're going to
1: jump into the lightning round, that part of the episode where we ask similar questions of everybody that's on the show. Uh, super excited to have Brian with us today from Faith Church. It's a great church you need to make sure you get a chance to, uh, to follow. Uh, Brian, what is an online resource that you're using these days that's helping you in your ministry?
2: Yeah, well, A few months back, we switched to using Slack for a lot of inter-office communication, so it's mm-hmm. cut down emails, but we also use a lot of G, um, Google Documents and those things that's yep. been more collaborative.
1: Nice. Uh, what's a book you've read in the last, I don't know, maybe six months to a year that's had a, an impact on your your thinking and ministry?
2: I read uh, Thriving in the Second Chair by Mike Bonham, mm-hmm. and that's been very helpful as a new executive pastor on, on my role.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, we had Mike on the show. He's a great guy. He's really, really good for sure. Um, what's another ministry that you're looking to that kind of inspires you that you're like, hey, they're doing a good job. I kind of will follow them a little bit.
2: Uh, I would say a Village Church down in, in Texas, Matt Chandler, uh, right. just really impressed by how biblically faithful they are. I mean, they are unapologetic, looking at the scriptures, trying to do that, but also reaching out to to the communities. Right. And even as they've been doing multi-site, but also launching churches, mm-hmm. just a great model to to think through how to be faithful and fruitful, how to be multi-site, but also church planting. I just really appreciate what they're doing.
1: Very cool. If you could get 15 minutes with any leader alive, who would you want to get that with and why? I would probably say
2: Tim Keller is oh, yeah. always been a hero of, of mine in that sense. He has, he understands the how to speak to the human heart so well and just to the culture, and also just the movement he's sparking of church planting is Part of me is I want to say, how do you do that? How do you move right. that forward and keep that going?
1: Right. Very cool. Well, I know being an executive pastor can be demanding, but what do you do just for fun? When you want to kick back, relax, uh, enjoy life a little bit?
2: Yeah, I don't know if this makes me a total geek, but my, uh, my <laughs> hobby is reading biographies of presidents. Oh, nice. So, That's yeah. cool. So I've gotten almost through almost all the presidents. I've all the ones in the 19th century that no one remembers. I've read all them. Wow. I um, just have a few more left to go.
1: That's amazing. That's really cool. That's What a fun hobby. That's that's neat. Good. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to get in touch with you, Brian, or get in touch with the church, how can they do that? Well, our our website is wearefaith.org.
2: Great. Um, so even Great. that is a, a name that tries to look at relationships that yeah. we are faith. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go there, you can find info on the church, the websites and those things. I have a blog I, I do up on that website as well for cool. theology issues. And then my, my email address is bdennerts uh, at wearefaith.org. So B-D-E-N-N-E-R-T at wearefaith.org. Or if you go to the website, go to the staff page, you'll, you'll find a picture of me and
1: my address. Great. Well, thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate you being on the show today.
0: it a pleasure.